for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is the update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Bruce Jenkins, columnist from the San Francisco Chronicle, about the first week of Major League Baseball's 2021 campaign, as well as the San Francisco Giants, who open today at Oracle Park for the first time in front of fans since 2019. Bruce will stop by. We'll talk a little Shohei Otani, maybe some Babe Ruth, and definitely some San Francisco Giants. All of that is coming up with Bruce Jenkins, who joins me next. It's Friday, April 9th. It's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast Bruce Jenkins of the San Francisco Chronicle. And Bruce, normally this time of year I'd be sitting on the patio next to Marty. Marty would be eating a ham sandwich or something covered in, in mayo and mustard, and I'd be listening <laughs> to you guys talk ball. But, uh, but you're here on the podcast with me, man. Happy baseball season. How are you, Bruce? Good. It's a pleasure to be on with you, man. Yeah, it's, it's been a fun, I think, uh, opening week to the season. There's been a lot to talk about, a lot of storylines, and we'll get into some Giants baseball in a minute. But I feel like over the last couple of years, you and Marty and I had spent a ton of time talking Shohei Otani, and I felt like this was a, a good place to jump off for this season. Did you catch any of his start last Sunday night when he, he hit the big home run, he pumped 100 miles an hour, and is doing things that we haven't seen since the likes of Babe Ruth, man? What'd you think of that? I don't miss uh, any time he's in the lineup, whether he's pitching or DH. That's one of the games I tape every night, you know, just in case. I mean, there really has never been, uh, you know, Babe Ruth was a great pitcher and a great power hitter. And, of course, nobody can ever touch Ruth for all that he did for the game and for so many years. But Otani, in this in this particular game I think against the White Sox, he hits a just crushes a 451-foot homer that brought the whole dugout to its feet. Then he's throwing 101, and he runs. He runs like the wind. He's extremely yeah. fast. I mean, who is this guy? <laughs> it's just great because he's had a lot of injuries, and and in spring training, uh, the Angels manager Joe Madden said, you know, he he's got a different look in his eye. He's he's healthy. He feels free, and I'm just going to try to maximize everything that he can give us. And that freedom is really showing up on the field. What a what a show. And Joe Madden's kind of a free spirit. I think he might kind of be the guy to take bubble wrap off of Otani and say, hey, you go, you go get this done. You are a uh, an elite talent. What's funny, we mentioned Babe Ruth, but I don't think Babe Ruth was pumping 100. He might have had 100 exit velocity if we could have measured that back then, but I don't think he was throwing 100 consistently off the mound, right? No, I seriously doubt he, he was no uh, Smokey Joe Wood or Walter Johnson in his day, put it that way. But, but um, yeah, you know, but Madden, he's just not wired into the basic tenets of the game and, and what it's been done for 100 years or more. And he's always open to new ideas, which is a great thing about him because he's been around an awful long time. But he, he's a very uh, youthful thinker, and it, he, he loves the innovation, and, and he's got his own way of doing things. And when it comes to Otani, it's like, why not? Why not let him do this? Why not let him be the DH or even play in the field when he's not pitching? And he probably would have gone longer in that game if he hadn't gotten hurt on a play at the plate there. But he was still like 90 pitches in. He was still throwing 101. I mean, the guy is just just phenomenal. And it's uh, he's with the right team in the right market. And uh, the Angels just need to step up around him because between him and Mike Trout and you know, some of the uh, Joe Adele and the, some of the players they have coming up, they've got to get more pitching. I mean, it's, it's getting a little tiresome to see the Angels coming up short every year. The, the, the A's get a big break, let's put it that way, by not completing a, a championship roster. Just sort of piggybacking on that thought, I don't know if you saw Dan Brown of The Athletic put this tweet out the other day after the A's had fallen to 0-6, and, and the last time they were 0-6, he pulled up the box score from uh, from baseball reference on it. <laughs> Babe Ruth had started the game in 1916 for the Red Sox. Threw a complete game in an hour and 55 minutes at a 7-1 win. How about that? 
Yeah, that's great work by Dan. Uh, that gives you some idea how long it's been. Nineteen <laughs> sixteen. Man, oh my goodness! Tough yeah, start. That, that, that's terrific. Yeah, tough start for the A's. Hey, the uh, the Giants are getting ready to open at home on Friday, and I think most Giants fans will be happy they're coming home three and three after the the start on the road. I think it's always fun when they start on the road because then we almost get it's kind of like two opening days for Giants fans, but I don't really know what to make of them. I don't know what their their bright spots are and what their weak spots are. The bullpen has been shown, you know, signs of brilliance and it's also been sort of shoddy at times. The offense has proven that they can hit for power, but they're not stringing together any hits. Just what's your evaluation of the team coming home getting ready to open on Friday? I think the strongest statement you can make about the good things is the rotation. You know, Gosman is just ridiculous. He's he's absolutely top of the line. He has been. He continues to be. I've seen where Kapler is not going to hesitate letting him go deep in games as long as he's throwing great, which is terrific to see. Sanchez pitched a great game in San Diego. He looked a lot like the old Sanchez. This is a guy who hasn't pitched in two years and, you know, was rehabbing on his own without a team that he could belong to and, What's the complaint about the game he had? He's a strike thrower. His breaking ball is fantastic. You know, you throw in Johnny Cueto, who is, you know, he's going to turn out some great games. And Disclafani looked good. And Logan Webb is a real promising guy with a, the changeup got kind of lit up a little bit. He was throwing it a little too often. It wasn't, he wasn't quite dominant with it, but I think he will be a dominant pitcher if he gets it all together. So, I mean, that's a good rotation. I mean, if Sanchez or Webb is your number five guy and they're throwing good, that's pretty good. The power that they've shown might be a little excessive, but then again, I think the regular situational hitting isn't as good as it's going to be. I think it's a really good top-to-bottom lineup with just solid hitters who, you know, they're using the whole field, you know, especially, you know, Solano, Longoria, Slater, these guys, Posey, they use the whole field. It's 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 a great thing to see in the in the era where everybody's swinging from the heels. You know these guys. I really credit Kepler and his his nineteen hitting coaches or whoever they are. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a really good approach, and they're hitting for power. You know maybe that will last, but they're going to hit, and and their rotation's good. The bullpen, I think, is a total question mark. McGee's probably going to be a good closer. Beyond that, it's been kind of hit and miss, and we'll probably see a lot of guys coming in and out of there, but. I think so far, you know, anytime you, you win a series from the Padres, you know, that's not the same team without Tatis. It just isn't the, doesn't look or feel the same. But, but nevertheless, it's a powerhouse team that the Giants beat. So pretty good start. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. I think they're holding their breath uh, down in San Diego uh, with the Tatis injury, hoping he can come back healthy. And for baseball, I think we need him back healthy. He's been a great oh, face yeah. over the Absolutely. last last couple of years. Uh, you mentioned Donovan Solano, and it's funny. We talked situational hitting. They score that winning run on Wednesday because of Donovan Solano's situational hitting. He was 0 for 3, three strikeouts, and then hits a fly ball to right field. And Will, the giant killer Myers, almost threw out Alex Dickerson coming home. But uh, <laughs> what do you make of Donovan Solano and his approach, man? I mean, like you said, in the, in the age where everybody's swinging for the fences and hitting for power, this guy's like Marco Scudero, just line drive lasers everywhere he goes. Yeah, it's an interesting piece by Andy Baggerly in the Athletic, where he called him the the best line drive hitter in the game. I, saw I mean, that, yeah. which I guess I guess you can prove that statistically, whatever metrics you want to call up. And I don't know if that's really true, but I'll tell you, he's right there, and you don't get a lot of power from him. But that's not even the issue. I mean. He's an old-style guy who just likes to drill the ball with a, with a level swing, hit line drives all over the field. He's a 300 hitter, just absolutely. I think he'll he'll be up there again this year. And but you just love to see a guy who actually takes pride in not striking out instead of just shrugging it off like it's nothing, which is 
all too common in the game today. And I think that can be infectious with the team. When you see a guy like that or Listella, who uh, walks a lot more than he strikes out, this is what the Giants need to do. Solano leading the way there. It's a very good example. It is, anytime he's out of the lineup, you're kind of hurting a little bit. Yeah, I miss him. I'm like, why isn't he out there? Yeah. Where's, where's Donnie Barrels, man? I think it was Crash yeah. Davis, by the way, on the strikeout tip, who said uh, they're boring. Besides that, they're fascist. So uh, get some ground balls. It's more, <laughs> it's more democratic, I think, was the line. Another thought on the uh, the extra inning rule. Giants get the win on the extra inning rule. And I put out a tweet. I was kind of joking uh, the uh, the leave the gun, take the cannoli, uh, leave the rule, but take the win. I'm not a fan of the runner on second and extra innings. Uh, your thought, and, and I want to talk about how that's managed in today's game, and I'll get to that in just a minute, but what do you think about the extra inning rule now in the second season of it? I tape a lot of games, Adam, and, and I, as such, I, I do a lot of fast forwarding, and especially when it's not the Giants or the A's, uh, I'll be forwarding and forwarding, and I'm looking for somebody to get on base, right? I'm <laughs> I'm going through the one, two, three innings, and I'm watching the rallies. So all of a sudden I go, well, there's a man on second, and I, I stop it, and it's the top of the 10th. I go, wait a minute, how the hell did he get there? I'm still I'm still not used to it. All of a sudden this guy appears. It's just, it's just wrong. I mean, it's essentially wrong. It goes against everything uh, the game you know, it stands for and has been. I mean, you, don't, you kind of have to earn your way on the bases. You don't sort of drop in out of the sky, out of nowhere. And the pandemic has so much to do with it. All this stuff is coming in. And I just refuse to uh, sit there stewing about all this stuff. Like, oh, God, you know, how, here's how it used to be. This is terrible. I'm not even watching it. On the contrary, I'm, I'm watching as much as I ever did. And uh, the, you know what I like about it is that there's all kind of strategical conversation that comes into this thing. You know, the standard thing is bunt him over, sack fly, you know, you got to run. Or it's the bottom half, you, you go home. Uh, but that's, a lot of teams are not doing that at all. You know, they're going for the, maybe the, the two-run homer or, or the, you know, the base hit up the alley. Or, and it just, it just creates a lot of situational conversation. Do you want to load the bases? Do you want to intentionally uh, load them up? Do you pinch run a guy out there so he just steals third right away and you don't have to worry about anything? And, or is, is the shift on when he does that? You know, there's so much that goes into it, and that, that can't hurt the game. So as long as it's around, and I don't think it's forever, you know, I think it's okay. If they show me some evidence that like more people are watching and it's intriguing, I can get behind it because I don't want the game to die. I want it to survive. Yeah. You know, I want people to to enjoy watching it. I just I miss my traditional baseball. But hey, that's that's kind of the uh, the way evolution goes, right? You fall in love with the way something is. It evolves. We try to make it better. I mean, I used to hate the idea of the the wild card game playoff, and now I think me it's and now I think it's one of the best things going. I think it's a blast. I love watching it. I was going through some old articles where I'm just railing against a wild card game or expanded <laughs> playoffs, you know, and. And just wrong. It's been great for the game. I I liked uh, the expanded playoffs last year. Again, especially in the context of a pandemic, where players can get discouraged if their team's out of it, and more fans are into their teams as they get into September. And I was kind of hoping they'd put it in this year. You have to write it out. It's still baseball. It's still absolutely baseball. It's a game that can't really be killed fundamentally. I don't think, no matter what happens. Uh, I'd love to see it be played at a faster pace. I think that's the thing they really have to go after more than, you know, some of these other things we've been talking about. But it's still it's still baseball and still great. Yeah, we need Babe Ruth out there pitching shutouts in a in an hour and fifty five <laughs> minutes is what we need. That we could use. Yeah, yeah, we could use. Bruce, thanks so much for coming by, man. I love shooting the bull with you, and we'll catch up again later this season.
Anytime. Thanks a million. Fantastic stuff from Bruce. Always fun talking baseball with him. He's just one of the best minds going. You can throw almost any topic at Bruce, and he'll come back with a great take. And as you heard him there, he loves recording his games and jumping through, skipping through until he can find the right moment to watch. But that runner on second base confuses all of us, man. It's, it's tough to start an inning with that guy out there. At least give me a chance in the 10th to win this thing before we get into the uh, the new rule with a runner on second. Anyway, who knows how long that'll stick around, but as long as it's keeping the game alive, I guess I've got to be in support of it, at least in some capacity. Thank you to Bruce. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you're listening. It's been a lot of fun talking baseball, and we'll continue it, except next week on Monday, we'll talk to Ted Ramey, one of my good friends and the current radio voice of the San Jose Earthquakes. You can hear them all season long calling the games on KMBR 1050 on Monday. We'll dive into the quakes, and we'll talk to Ted about their season, which starts next Friday. Until then, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you Monday.